This is Continua. We're guided by music and grounded in science. Journey with us as we explore the intersection of music and health. We're diving into discussions with professionals and creatives. We're sharing information and giving you conversations to motivate you along your health journey. I'm Chloe Livray. I'm Aliyah Abdullah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The Continua, Continua Podcast. Yes, and I Timbaland. dance. I don't sing. Yes, and Timbaland, you gotta shout out. Yes, Timbaland. and Timbaland for sure. That's a classic. That was great. Song request from our guests, who we will be bringing on in just a moment. But yes. in the meantime, Chloe, song, snack, or sip of the day. I'm gonna go with song. Okay, because I'm obsessed with Ariana Grande's song POV. Okay. Well, I'm just more of a slow, I just like slow melodies. Yes, you do. Yeah. Feel good, slow, something that I can move to, like animal flow, move to. And and something that I could literally, like if I could sing the ballad, you know? And that song I could sing a ballad to. So, Ariana Grande, POV. How about you? Just know everyone, I hold my breath every time I ask her this question because I know it's going to be a minute before she asks me back, if she does. So why I'm, do I always I'm, forget? I, I have no idea. But I'm so into my answer. That's why. <laughs> pretty much. So I'm sipping on, it's called the Athletic Lemonade. We had our pop-up this, I'm not going to date us, I guess, past Saturday, but when this comes out. And we had Juice sponsored by Juicy Juice. So the Athletic mm-hmm. Lemonade was a hit for everyone. It was Athletic Lemonade, and the second one was Fight a Cold. So the Athletic Lemonade, I think, had spinach, um, apples, carrots, and obviously lemonade, or lemons, excuse me. Wow, because it, it's real juice, <laughs> excuse me. Um, it's delicious and nutritious, so check them out. And Love it. Yeah, we should bring our guest on. I, I think so. Yeah, I think it's time. <laughs> So, Jason Deutschman? Close enough, close enough. Close enough? Okay. I was like, he's got to be German. No, right? really. No? I guess, I mean, technically, you have to be if your name is Deutschman, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Deutschman. Getting better. Ugh, Getting all right. better. All right. Jason is... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm going to read it as if I was him. It was my senior year of high school when I tore my ACL the first time. As a basketball player, this initial injury and my persistence in the sport only only led to more injuries and five and five more surgeries over the subsequent years. That is when I found yoga. I don't have to tell you the awkwardness of a 6'5", 23-year-old basketball player in a yoga studio in 2010, and it took me a while to find my flow. For someone of my size with very sensitive knees, many of the mat options were dull, too flimsy, or simply not my style. There was a need for thicker, more functional yoga mats that exuded flair and personality. In 2019, after being fortunate enough to endure through the injuries long enough to play professional basketball overseas for seven years, Yoga Strong was born. 
conceived to fill a niche of stylish fitness accessories for a contemporary lifestyle. Yoga Strong is very personal to me, and that's what I want Yoga Strong to be for you. Unique, special, and authentic. Ladies and gents, Jason. Song request was his as well, so shouts to if your girl only knew. Aaliyah, rest in peace. Always got to represent her. Yes. Love it. So we're glad to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So uh, not to put you on the spot, but what did you think of the experience? How did you feel? The full official continual experience? Yes. It was awesome. It was great vibes, good music, good people, got a nice workout in. I mean, nothing to complain about. I got two thumbs up over here. I'd give you another thumb, but I only got two. (laughs) We'll take a big toe. We'll take a big toe. We can can work on that. Yes. And we did our workout in our Yoga Strong mats. I got the Rhythm and Blues, R&B. Yeah. And Chloe got the... I got the Not Your Mother's Marble. Yes. AKA Thunder and Lightning. Thunder and Lightning. I I I renamed it for them. Oh, wow. I was like, wait, I didn't see that on the website. What is is this name? (laughs) I was like, this looks like Thunder and Lightning. They were like, ooh, I like that. That's the the limited edition version. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, no, we love the mat. The mat was awesome. And I didn't have to wear grip socks. That is key. That is number one right there. Yes. No one one wants to slip on a mat. That's the worst part about Mm -hmm. it. Precisely. I love that. Yeah. Ready to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Jason, you were a professional basketball player. What made you choose basketball? What made me choose basketball? I was an all-sport kid. I must have played soccer. I even took tennis lessons. I played flag football. Did not never never ventured into tackle football. Okay. Um, clearly, I was too fragile for that, um, which we already found out. But oh, yeah, Injury. basketball was always the one I was the best at, and I gravitated towards it probably for that reason. You know, when I look back, you know, I took tennis lessons one night. I wasn't necessarily very good, but I remember playing basketball um, when I think I was. This was probably like I was six or seven years old. And when you're that age, you play on a uh, lower hoop height. Mm-hmm. It's not 10 feet, it's eight feet. Um, and then you don't have to shoot it from the free throw line on free throws. You get to move a little bit closer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, those are the rules when you're eight. <laughs> so I was like, I'm big and tall and strong. Like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw it off the backboard to myself and I'm going to get two points instead of one point on the free throw. Since I'm already so close, I can just throw it and pass it back to myself and get two points. So intelligent man. And I was clearly ahead of the game then. Clearly I was awesome. So when I look back at, at things like that, it was like, yeah, basketball was obviously the sport for me. And I kind of streamlined that right around middle school to to basketball only being my primary sport. Dope. Nice. When did you have your growth spurt? It was gradual. Okay. It okay. was gradual. I could probably name you my height every year because I was trying to even get to taller than I am now. I can really even, Yeah, it was always a few inches every year up until like eleventh grade. Height wise. Chloe was, I mean, you read it in the bio. Do you remember? Pop quiz. Literally. Uh, 6'10". You're 6'10"? Oh, oh, f- I wish. 5'10". Fi- oh, my God. Definitely not 5'10". messing up. Listen, I already know you You, you listened to that Six, podcast seven? episode, right? Yeah. Where, yes. With, uh, with Dwayne? With Dwayne. Yes. And you said he was like eight foot or whatever. <laughs> and he was like, I basically, whoa, I whoa. Said, I said everything but his height, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. 6'7"? Uh, Did you say 6'7"? Close. Ish. Oh my gosh. How how tall are you? Six five and three eighths. Six five and three eighths. Wow, Chloe. I I didn't think it was capable of messing up twice. 
but Listen. it's possible. Cool. So the the three eighths part, you know how uh, height is a big deal here in the U.S. How is it playing overseas? Do they um, do they care? Do they add extra inches? They on, definitely in the bio? add. Okay. They definitely add extra inches. Everybody oh. always wants to be taller. If you're really? six four, you're six five. If you're six five, you're six six. It's not probably as bad as it is here because mm-hmm. um, they, they definitely have official measurements, um, so you can't fudge it too much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's always a thing. What's the what's the training like? Overseas? Yeah, like workout regimen, eating regimen. Like I think we all kind of have an idea of what it's like here because of social media and people mm-hmm. following athletes oh, none, here in the U.S. There's none of that over there. Really? Yeah. It's it's you you go play and uh, practice for your two hours and then you know you're on your own free to be interesting interesting yeah the the amount of care I guess there's not that investment in the other aspects of um, your health and being well rounded towards performance in the way that they do here whether that's um, uh, the healthcare for injuries or nutrition or training staff or even um, uh, like a player development staff they don't really have that like they have here. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Probably in the bigger in the bigger country countries and teams um, in Europe and like first division Europe, we'll have some. I, um, I didn't play over there. Um, Where did you play? Um, in Southeast Asia, so in the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, Vietnam, Dope. all those kind of fun little places off the beaten path. Did, was that your choice? I mean, everybody's choice is always to be here and, and make okay. it to the yeah. big leagues. Yeah. Um, but I think anybody that has played overseas just loves the game and really will play wherever it bounces. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that analogy. I caught mm-hmm. that. Snaps. <laughs> See you with the words, with the puns. <laughs> Got a few. So the the injuries, were those things that happen predominantly here or were they pro- are happening overseas? The injuries all happened here in the U.S. when I was um, an amateur from, let's say, 17 through 23. So pretty much every year from 17 to 23, I had a devastating injury. Luckily, after that, um, during my professional career, I didn't have anything that required surgery. So very thankful for that. But it was definitely tough kind of as a as a youth and, and teenager. You don't really know how to deal with that. Those kinds of things at the time, you know, you're still young. You just want to play. You know, you're still accustomed to eating McDonald's and just going out and playing. So when you have a, an injury like that and you have surgery, you're just very unsure of what that entails and what the process is like. So, right. And um, like what your future holds, I'm sure, too. Oh, absolutely. You don't. At, and this is what first one, probably 2004, 2004. The information that was out there regarding ACL injuries oh, yeah. was a lot different than it is now. And it was way more invasive in terms of the actual surgery and the uh, rehab process. So there was definitely some doubt in terms of what the future was in terms of will I be able to get back to normal uh, functionally in terms of basketball then for life. And if I am, will I be the same? So all those kinds of thoughts pretty much creep in almost Mm -hmm. initially. So you're saying it was more invasive back then. Now it's less less invasive for yes. ACL. Okay. Like if you see a scars now for the surgery scars, mine is really, really large on my knee. Now they just have little incisions. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. I mean, I haven't been injured that like that to, to know the difference. I didn't know that. The technology is improving like tenfold every year. It's, it's pretty wild. Right. Like you look at a guy like Kevin Durant who tore his Achilles and stuff and he comes back and he's just almost as normal. It's almost a foregone conclusion that you will come be a, a close to the same player even at that elite 
level. And back then there was definitely some uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Wow. You touched on something I thought was really interesting, though. You said that all of your injuries happened from ages 17 to 23 and you were in the U.S. And then when you went abroad, you had zero injuries. So do you think that it was based on or what do you think it was based on? Like your lifestyle? Do you think your lifestyle was different um, overseas versus here? Like how you ate, what, like how you slept, your mindset, things like that. Um, I don't think it was it was necessarily different because I was definitely focused from that time in high school when I decided that I wanted to pursue basketball all the way through. Um, it was more that just each subsequent injury, I was able to learn more about myself and, and my body um, because training, um, your rehab, your nutrition, all that is not a one one size fits all approach. And I learned that the hard way because I kept getting injured, utilizing, trying some of the methods that somebody else told me. And I kind of right. needed to figure out my own process for what was best for me and my body to help me play at a high level. And it wasn't until I became a pro that I realized, like, this is my regimen and this is what I need to do to stay healthy. So you started practicing um, or taking yoga here in the U.S. before you yes. Okay. Yes. After my first injuries, when I discovered yoga, there was a guy, his name is Kent Kadich. He was like this secret yoga coach to NBA players. Um, Dope. And That's a yoga yeah, coach. Yeah, he was like <laughs> the secret. He was, yeah. <laughs> he was like the injury whisperer for helping, helping people play better this. and stuff like that. He was in ESPN, Sports Illustrated, everything at the time. And he was uh, based right out of UCLA. Okay. Um, so I just I had to find a way to work with him in order to um, find out what, what he knew. That's something I haven't tried because mm -hmm. up to that point, I had tried a lot of different things and it wasn't necessarily the right fit for me or it didn't make me feel good. Um, and while well, yoga at the time definitely had that kind of, um, I don't say negative connotation, but not a strong masculine connotation towards right, it, but right, uh, which is right. why probably it was a secret. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He didn't, they didn't he want to tell his the exactly, players didn't want to tell anybody totally. that he was he was coaching them on yoga. Right, right, right. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm it was a, it was a need it to know basis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That is really funny. And the room is hot, and I was and I and I got oh, in so touch with him. Yoga. It was hot. He makes okay. the room hot. Wow. He makes the room very hot, and it's it was one of the toughest workouts that I've ever had. And I left feeling good. I'm like, oh, I can you know I can feel my hips, my groin feels feels looser, my back, everything. And I clearly got a good workout. I'm sweating my ass off. And you know, there was like, you know, other hot girls in there. That's what I, I was just like. There it is. Comes out. There it is. No, but seriously, it was like, I got all everything that I want in a workout. Like, what's not to, what's not to love about yoga? Like, Everyone that else is the ones missing out. So I'm the one. Funny. So that actually then that's why it's kept a secret because you wanted to keep it all to yourself. Exactly. Pretty much, pretty much. No one wanted to tell anyone <laughs> else. No one wanted to tell their teammates where all the girls were. Right. Yeah, they were wondering that's why so they were struggling. Funny. I was like, I'm not. If I don't there's know, one thing you one. take from this podcast, it's go to yoga. <laughs> go take exactly. Yoga. Exactly. <laughs> Especially hot yoga, right? That is so funny. So then your practice then, um, were there things that you just remembered and then when you went overseas, you practiced yoga on your own or did you have to find a new instructor, a new place to go? I didn't, when I went overseas, it was more about finding 
the yoga helped me find exactly what in my body needed more work, needed okay. less work. Mm -hmm. What did I need to focus on if I was feeling um, like lateral or outside knee pain? Um, does that mean I need to work on the outside of my hip or my foot and ankle? And yoga kind of helped me establish those parameters um, in terms of what I needed. Um, because it, it's hard to practice on your own. It's, it's not yeah, the right. same. We can mm -hmm. all kind of agree with that. Any not kind of right. workout is not going to um, be the same. So it was really about finding those clues um, with, with, with Kent and everyone else here when I was um, playing. And then I was able to take those tools and apply it on my own uh, overseas. That makes sense, especially because in yoga you hold so many poses. So your imbalances really show themselves. Very oh, man, quickly. That's the worst part. Right? Yeah. You're it's shaking like, like, going, and you're you're like shaking. what is happening right now? <laughs> I am in zero control man. of my body. Like, that's right the warm-up. Like, right. The warm-up. That was tougher than the workout. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Um what did it feel like to be chronically injured? And what would you have done differently to um to avoid being chronically injured man chronic being chronically injured was probably one of the most emotionally hurtful kind of draining things that i probably underwent up until right now just a, especially being a, a teenager at the time you know you feel like you have everything in front of you you have your whole your future your career and at that age, you you feel like you're unstoppable. You feel like you're invincible. And then I was proven totally wrong about that. I definitely wasn't invincible. Invincible. And no matter what I did to try to change it, um, see one coach here, see this therapist, learn um, mindfulness and imagery, and all these other tactics, and it still kind of kept repeatedly happening. So it was tough. I'm not going to lie. There's definitely you have dark days dark sleepless nights thinking about what you could do differently or what mm. you did wrong to deserve kind of this overall kind of you want to say treatment like somebody kind of put it upon you right. when really it's kind of just a lot of outside variables that are out of your control um in terms of what i could have done differently it's hard to say because even if i look back at it now i feel like i listened to all the rights people and I listened to all the right signs in terms of what I needed to do to put myself in the best position possible. Unfortunately, a lot of those things didn't work out in my favor, mm. but I think that's kind of also what allowed me to thrive later. My career ended up going into my 30s, being a lot longer than most of my peers despite the setbacks. And I think that is partially because of what I went through and the discipline and sacrifices that I learned at a younger age. Um, so I think it was kind of, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise because I would absolutely wish that I didn't get <laughs> right, injured. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I'll trade not it quite for a blessing, not being injured, right? <laughs> but I was able to learn some things that I was able to apply to, to help myself, you know, uh, have some more longevity. And perseverance. Mm -hmm. At, at oh, any yeah. point, did you want to give up on the sport? Man, every day. Every day there's there's rehab sessions that are tough and you wake up and your knee is all swollen again and you just kind of repeat that same day over and over again. It's like one of those uh, uh, Groundhog Day kind of right. situations. And when the next injury happens and then the next injury happens and six knee surgeries later, you feel like 
everything's passed you by. There was a time when I was in college, I think I went, I remember, I went more than a thousand days without playing a game. And as somebody who, you know, open to interpretation if you thought I was good or not, but uh, <laughs> when I we'll thought I was good, for the sake of the conversation, <laughs> I was all right. I was just all right. <laughs> and to not play for that long and then see everybody pass you by. And then when you try to get back, you're like, oh, wait, they're way ahead of me now, like way ahead of me. Like I'm not even close. And now you're trying to play catch up. Now your game has evolved to trying to play catch up instead of playing your game. And that takes its own kind of life of its own. So then all you're trying to do is try to climb your way out of quicksand. I was mm-hmm. as quicksand is like, you're climbing yourself out, you're climbing yourself out only to sink back in. And that's kind of what it felt like. It's, it's emotionally draining. It's physically draining. Absolutely. And to see the success of your peers and other people pass you by. And there's seemingly nothing you can do about it because you've tried everything whether it was yoga, whether it was ice baths or Epsom salts or this therapist or, or, uh, all the uh, sports, psych- the world. right. Sports <laughs> psychologist, no matter what it is. I was like, yeah, of course I'll try it. Anything to get rid of this. Yeah. And it's, it's tough to deal with. So acceptance, is that what you arrived at eventually? Um, acceptance, I'd say in a way, just, it's more, I guess, acknowledgement mm, mm-hmm. when you can, acknowledge your situation and circumstances for what it is instead of trying to force your way out of it you can i think you can help yourself find a way around instead of trying to beat down that same door um when you're just gonna kick yourself um in the face essentially over and over again um is that where can you find a different path to getting to that same end result yeah right and your path was yoga the path was right. yoga. Path, big part of it. Big part of the path was yoga. It was, and that's where we're, where how we get to where we are today. Plug yoga strong. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out shopyogastrong.com. Hashtag, hashtag yoga strong. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's actually a great segue. So, when did you start yoga strong? I started yoga strong about a year and a half after I was done playing. Um, I had I went through a couple. It wasn't necessarily something I knew I was going to start when I was done playing. Um, I went through a couple different paths. Honestly, I, I, I got back and I applied for jobs. I went all over the place, you know, coaching jobs, MBA jobs, venture capital firm jobs, tech jobs. I was like, I'm smart. I got this. <laughs> Man, I couldn't get an interview to save my life. Now wow. I had no real job experience for right. sure. Um, what did you major in in college? Basketball, you know. public administration (laughs) from san diego state university you know i don't know what that's worth on the on the market these days Uh, clearly not that clearly not that much (laughs) um um, but yeah so that was an an eye-opener for me Mm. and then so i started doing training um because that's what every every former basketball player does is you do training and then it was it was a different kind of grind in terms of training and I was at that point my career I wouldn't say it was it was a choice to retire at that age it was more my body had had gone through you know hell to even get to that point and at that point it was just it was getting a, a little bit too much to maintain that high level of uh, performance and competition mm-hmm. so when I was training I was too emotional about 
being around the game. I wasn't ready to kind of be around it in that capacity because like I really deep down still wanted to play and still felt I had it and it was kind of being forced like against dangled. my will. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was like, like being dangled, dangled in front of me. Yeah, exactly. That totally makes sense. So yeah. I always had, so I wanted to get into something else um, that was, you know, it was around what I knew, but not necessarily in the training realm and had always had this idea for high performance accessories and fitness accessories and yoga mats um, with kind of a, a stylish flair because when I did see um, uh, yoga when I was uh, training in high school and college, it was, I had to carry my mom's mat. You know, my mom's mat was was pink. It had it had lotus flowers on it, and it was like I would never be caught dead if one of my friends ever walked by me. I would absolutely, you know, do a lot of soul searching to find a to find an excuse while I was holding a, a lotus flower yoga mat. There was just nothing, and there was nothing. You go to you go to uh, at the time what there was Big Five Sporting Goods mm-hmm. and and Dick Sporting Goods, right. and you that's all you can find. Right. There's nothing for men. There's nothing high performance, um, and there's definitely nothing stylish mm-hmm. um, or customized. I'm sure Custom, customization probably wasn't really a thing back then. I don't either. think so. No, definitely not then. So that was always something I had in the back of my mind, and I thought that this would be that timing would be a good opportunity to explore that. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, Well, tell us more about, like, about Yoga Strong. You said there's yoga mats, accessories. So we got... Tell us us about the brand. So we have a a nice collection right now of of yoga mats, towels, foam rollers, um, stretching straps, um, and we have a, a massage gun as well. Um, all are supposed to be contemporary um, takes on what you see out there at a lower price than competitors. Um, we designed our collection of yoga mats are meant to evoke the high performance um, technical aspects of what an athlete would want. So what I would want in terms of a high performance mat. So I want it, want it high density for my knees because I got sensitive knees. Yep. I want it to be supportive for my feet. But I don't want it to be thick like a pillow, so it's not like I'm on one of those Airx pads for you know balance exercises. Right. Because right. so there's that fine line between being too thin and too thick, and so mm-hmm. we have to hit that right in the middle. We want it to be non-slip because if you're sweating on it, you you don't want to slip around. And then I didn't want freaking flowers on it. Like you didn't <laughs> want lotuses. Yeah, all right. It just wasn't. It just wasn't going to happen. And then it had to be long enough. And then it had to be long enough for right. somebody that was tall. Um, so using all those technical aspects and then adding something that where we are in, in 2020 and 2021 with fashion and style and just the way culture, um, has evolved towards active wear and, um, accessorizing your personality towards who you are. Everything that we do and carry seems to evoke something about ourselves, whether what we're feeling that day, our mood, the the season, the weather, well, how we choose what we wear and how we choose our accessories, whether that's a purse or sometimes even our car, is always just an extension of who we are. And Very I true. wanted your yoga mat to be um, part of that as well, part of that decision. So we chose, so we work with a fashion designer in here in LA to oh. have, um, we had t- 10 initial designs and now we have 10 more, 10 for 2020 and then the 
uh, 10 for 2021 to follow um, what fashion is showing and what um, the seasons, the way you wear warmer clothing and certain colors in fall versus summer. Um, and it's supposed to kind of follow that certain path. So we introduced in 2020, we had tie dyes for the summer and um, we had muter tones for fall and then in um, in the cooler tones for winter. And then we have more spring um, brighter colors um, for the spring. And so it's going to follow that and it's always going to evolve as fashion evolves, as culture evolves, um, so that it always stays fresh. That's dope. So it's That's it's really a limited cool. run. So essentially, the R and B blues one that I got once it's gone, it's never once it's back. gone, it's gone. Okay. Oh, I love that. Yes. High demand. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I also think about that because I, I think that my my mood changes and yeah. how I express myself changes. So then it's like okay. I like the functionality of this as an athlete, like you're saying, not too soft, not too hard. Um, but I want a different color. Right. I'm just going to I'm going to get a new mat and get a different color or I'm going to get a different design. knowing that you guys are going to be changing the designs. Right. You might not be feeling blue one day. You know, right. you need something a little dark. It's 6 a.m. You have to wake up early. You don't want the bright colors. You need something a little different. Right. Yeah. Do you have some sort of program where people can exchange their mats or have... You know, because if you if you get a new mat every season, you're going to be accumulating a lot of mats, right? So is there a program where you like you can trade your mat or Yeah, we call it we call it our eco initiative. So you can whether it's it, whether it's one of our mats or one of uh, somebody else's mat, you can essentially trade it in. We uh we professionally wash it and we donate and we donate it um to charity or to the YMCA and then um uh we give you like 30% off on a new mat. Dope. Very cool. Very, very cool. You got brownie points in Chloe's book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, well, another question about the mat. <laughs> um, what kind of material is it made of? So the base is um, a 100% uh, all natural tree rubber. Um, and that's something I didn't mention as well that we wanted it to be eco friendly. And then, so unlike most mats, it is a, a two layer. It's a two-layer mat. It's our uh, co composite technology process. So the the base is that 100% natural tree rubber, and then the top layer is a micro suede. So you get kind of get that smooth um, texture on top. So this way, if when you sweat on it, it doesn't seep into the base layer. That nice. micro suede will just absorb it, and then it'll stay on the top. And then it's uh, then it's washable, so you don't have to just kind of let it accumulate. So what happens with most yoga mats that are those foamy materials is that it's just a it's just a piece of foam, and it's only one layer. So if you sweat on it, it's just kind of soaking in there. Yeah. So this we have that composite technology process that allows it to kind of not really seep in there, and then it gives it more durability. Dope. Very cool. Yeah. And what is the durability of the mat? Oh, we say it'll last you at least two years. Nope. But I don't nice. want it to last you two years so you can buy more. <laughs> <laughs> Words of a real entrepreneur. Right, 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 right. He's like two years, but like not. Nah. Nah, no, not really. <laughs> That's why we got to come out with more designs. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a repeat customer already because I'm ready yeah. to talk about the accessories. For sure. Yeah. For sure. You said strap as well. You have a strap. Uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a pretty basic stretching strap. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it has dual purpose. You can use it as a mat carrier, and nice. then it has the loops so that you can have some traction if you're doing kind of some ground stretching. Cool. Yeah, very cool. I think all you need is a towel. You know what I'm saying? 
You can take to the beach if you have a dog. She's, your dog likes to lay on it. Chloe, you know? Chloe's trying to plug the continua towel, which <laughs> the continua towel that you use during the, the resistance towel. Yeah, the resistance towel made of of bamboo. That's what that's what she's plugging at this moment. All sustainability, kind all of the like time. a PB and J situation of like if mm. you get the mat, then you need to get a towel because that's what I'm saying to get the whole dynamic duo. I get you. Full spectrum. <laughs> I get you. Um. So let's let's backtrack a little bit and let's talk about um your health and vitality a little bit more what do during so when you were playing what was how did you take care of your health when you were playing versus now uh when i was playing more when i was younger or more recently let's say professionally uh most most places, especially in Asia, they have spa, They have uh, they have really nice spas over there. Oh, yeah. Um, and these spas often have uh, cold whirlpools, so that was key. Almost every day, I would go to the spa, and you get in a little hot, cold contrast bath, and that was huge, huge for the recovery. Just because it's so hot over there, and you sweat a lot, right. and you know, and practices are tough there. Um, they don't take it easy at all they'll have three hour practices like you're kind of in high school um so those were crucial and then you can get acupuncture pretty easily over there it's pretty accessible and there's lots of good good people over there for that so you kind of be able to get some of that eastern medicine um um, tactics over there um and then same thing with 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 massages you can find there on every corner um not in a weird way um (laughs) not like on the corner of every block (laughs) Um, so the the eastern practice practices well that didn't come out right eastern practices in eastern medicine is that something that you were interested in and incorporating here or is that something that you picked up and learned while you were over there i mean i i I hated ice baths when i was when i was here okay we all Uh, did we We all did did, right Right. nobody likes them it was kind of more that necessary evil (laughs) and it was kind of what was accessible um Similar, similarly, it was just kind of finding that um, mix of both. I right. think there's a reason why it's popular over there, and there's things that are reason why they're popular over here. And I don't think any one thing should be predominantly for every injury. If you sprain your ankle, you you know you twist your knee or uh, you bump your elbow, not every single modality is going to be good for every injury. So it was a, trying to be able to fine tune which could be helpful for which, and then utilizing kind of what was there. Facts. Yeah. Hybrid. So what was the secret sauce for you? Like, what was the secret mixture? The secret sauce? The secret sauce. Oh, man, there's there's too many. <laughs> there's too many. <laughs> um, I mean, I would say sleep is is crucial. Ooh, snaps. Yes. Right. Sleep is absolutely <laughs> crucial. Getting your getting your getting your rest. Um, especially when you're when you're playing constantly um nutrition is big um making sure you're getting the right foods and vitamins where you're where you're lacking um and then i think the probably the biggest is just mindset it really is having that that mindset towards kind of a very specific goal towards whether what you want to achieve personally or that could be just what the team wants to achieve and and letting go towards that um in terms of mindset in terms of how you're going to how you're going to achieve that and what you're going to do i think is integral in terms of um finding 
what the process is to essentially making that happen within a certain period of time. Otherwise, it's just, um, what do they say? Uh, a goal is just a dream unless it's written down or something like that. Mm. No, I just made that up. Yep. <laughs> I feel like that's well, like, something along those we, lines. We were rolling with it. Yeah, yes. it sounded right. <laughs> we'll land the plane a with you. A goal is just a dream without the application. Yes, it that? was something Bro. along those lines. <laughs> we're, we're picking it up, right? Yeah, we got it. Yeah. We definitely got the it. Mindset and, and, and then confidence. Confidence. You got to go out there. You're playing. If you're a pro, you're going out there playing against good people every day. If you're not going out there and, and playing with confidence, it's just, it's going to be tough to compete. So kind of taking that, um, I know some of your other guests have spoken about the kind of the mental side of sports. Right. That um, there, you know, performance anxiety is, is a real thing. Um, I think it's tough for a lot of a lot of people and it, it gets uh, undersold as, as uh, something that doesn't happen often. But I think it happens mm -hmm. to a lot of people. You know, you're dealing with a lot of variables um, and coming from people from a lot of different angles that so it's important to to make sure that you know you're taking care of what you need to achieve that very specific goal that you want to want to get at with um mindset and and lifestyle do you did you have a community of people or support to help reinforce that or is this journey that you've had so far something that you've been doing alone uh I mean, I've always my family has always been been great with it. They've been supportive throughout um, my entire career, my entire life, and you know have have always wanted to see me achieve success in in whatever realm that is. Um, so they're fantastic. Um, I did. I had um, the opportunity to work with a sports psychologist for uh, uh, an amount of time. Uh, shout out, Dr. Gervais. One of the biggest uh, sports psychologists in the game. He works with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Dr. Gervais. Gervais. Yeah. Dr. Gervais. Dr. Gervais. Um, Finding Mastery. Um, so is that the book? He's yeah, got. That sounds like a book. Yeah, that book, sounds like a book pod, title. Uh, he's got his own podcast. He's got oh, all dope. kinds. Of okay, co we'll coaching, listen to it. Coaching seminars. He's got Love all it. kinds of stuff um, to teach me about um, mindfulness and presence. I think presence was key. Um, cause I definitely remember at times being at the free throw line, I'm like, shit, my legs are shaking right now. Like, I hope nobody can see it cause I'm nervous <laughs> as hell. Like you're just thinking about so many outside things mm -hmm. instead of just thinking about being in the moment, um, that it, it overwhelmed me at times. So he taught me how to, to find my presence. Um, and, and that was extremely helpful. So utilizing bits and pieces from all these people around me, right. um, was, was crucial in towards of kind of getting to where I got. Right. You had like a mini team, all, all, you know, you had so many people in your corner, whether it was your yoga instructor, <laughs> Dr. Gervais, uh, I mean, the acupuncturist abroad, right. the massage therapist, you definitely, your family. If somebody said, try something, I was like, yep. All right, sign me up. I'll try it, whatever it takes. Like I want to be the best. I want to be better. How do I get there? And if somebody else had a, had a suggestion, I was more than willing to, to dive headfirst into it. I want to try acupuncture. I'm just a little bit nervous. I've, I've about tried the it a needles. few times. Okay. The, it, you have to have the right acupuncturist. Yeah. Noted. Okay. You really do. Sometimes I'll just I mean, dig and twist them, and you're like, "Oh no, that's exactly." Nice. You're not. To, you're not supposed to feel it. <laughs> no, like you don't feel they're that supposed much. to like effortlessly, effortlessly put those needles in. And the first time, I felt every single needle on my body. And I was freaking out. Well, if you tense like, up, too, it's going to be There's literally a hundred needles 
in my body right now. So then how do you how do you determine whether or not someone is an acupuncturist for you or your style of acupuncturist? Like I couldn't just go on Google and be like acupuncture. I mean, I think it's like like therapy. I think it's like it's I, just trial it's, and error. It's really. trial and error. Yeah. Exactly. You got to just you got to just keep going. <laughs> and it's just com- it's community. And if you and if you make an appointment with one, it's going to be communication when you get there. Mm, you okay. got to you're the paying customer. You got to make it clear what you want and what you're looking for. I think a lot of people sometimes get afraid when they're they're meeting with somebody that's going to do body work on them to say how they feel or what they want. But it's like, no, nah, you're paying. You get to do whatever you want. <laughs> Very true. So look at so basically, if I were to if I'm new to the game with acupuncture, and I'm trying to find an acupuncturist, I should do my research online to get an understanding of the benefits, how it helps my body. So then when I'm going in to communicate with them, I know exactly what I'm looking for and what I'm trying to get out of the experience. Yeah. Like if you're going for an injury or you're going because you have bad allergies or um, I know people go for um, fertility issues. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess it kind of all depends on what your goal is. Make sure the intention. Yeah. Make sure it aligns with them. So what, um, what do you think you took from the sport of basketball that helped you or that is helping you run a business? Oh, so much. I think you, you, I think being an athlete gives you so many valuable characteristics and traits. That's honestly like why I was always surprised when I was applying for jobs and nobody would even give me an interview. I'm like, Literally, I'm the hardest worker. We already know this because I play professional sports. Like, you don't get to that level if you're not a hard worker. Right. So I don't care that I didn't have a, a, another job. Like, we already know this mm. about me. Right. But anyways, um, that's the difference. Someone's definitely still bitter about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Right. I got a bone to pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, when you talk about discipline, sacrifice, um, punctuality, teamwork, I mean, all these things are things that are just innate characteristics of being in a team sport that doing it for so long, you carry it with you. It's just kind of part of your identity. It's not something that you turn on and turn off. You just know how to be on time. You just know how to work hard. It's not a, it's not something that you have to try to do. You just kind of happens. So I think and almost for any athlete, I think would be a great business person going into either whether that's as a founder, as an employee, or part of anything, I think, because they have those kind of same innate innate traits to help them be successful. Snaps. We agree. Totally agree. Right. Based off everything we've talked about and um, your intention for starting Yoga Strong, independent of that, how do you want people to remember you and what legacy would you like to leave? Is it is it through Yoga Strong? Maybe I'm correct me if I'm wrong if if I should be throwing that in there and that's your mark. Um, I think I'd like Yoga Strong to be part of the story okay. or something that was along the path, but people remember. I just want somebody that that created happiness, whether that's directly through the products that that you know that we're selling, or just kind of through how how what we're doing makes you feel. Um, when you see something with with tie dye or um, certain designs, um, I think that's kind of the more important, um, bigger reaching goal with Yoga Strong is that it's not it's really not just a part product. It's a lifestyle. It's a it's a it's a choice to be happy to celebrate things that we often overlook.
Snaps. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Where can our listeners find you? Yes. You can find me and my company on uh, www.shopyogastrong.com or on any social media at Shop Yoga Strong. Come check us out. I know you'll love it. 100% happiness guarantee on everything. That's our that's our mantra because we live it and uh, we stay true to it. Boom. Love it. Love it. Shop Yoga Strong. Yes. yes. And you'll see Chloe and I on his mats. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> And yeah, lastly, we want to know what your definition of journey is. My definition of journey, my definition of journey would be, for me, I would say the destination. To me, to me, the destination is the journey in the sense that you have to trust your process. You have to enjoy your process. Otherwise, your journey is kind of it's it's not really a journey um, like where are you going yeah exactly um that's how you get the most out of what you're doing and whether for me that was uh that was basketball or for now yoga strong if if that journey doesn't include any joy if it doesn't include um a certain passion then it's all kind of you know what are we here for so that's the destination in of itself. And then the rest kind of takes care of itself. Boom. Love it. Love it. All right. Jason Deutschman. There we go. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> got him. Peace. Bye, y'all. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Continua Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our Continua experience or have any questions based on the topic of this episode, DM us on Instagram at The Continuum.